Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away. Whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Lean. DeCam says, give me that. A pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way. Bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around. Corner, pocket, cash for Lund. A handful of games later, some crazy results, maybe unexpected, and we finally have made it. Championship, not Saturday, Sunday, is around the corner, Ryan. And while it's maybe a little conflicting for us as far as what we expected it to be, nonetheless... I'm happy to see we're going to get these games in. It's the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast, and what a pair of semifinal games on both the men's and women's side. Just crazy. I mean, where do we even start, Ryan? Wow, that's a uh, that's a tough question, Wyatt. Like you mentioned, I mean, some stuff maybe that we expected, but we definitely could not predict what we saw across the board in the four matchups that took place tonight. Chalk winning out on the men's side. And the opposite happening on the woman's side of things. And we talked about it in the last pod. We knew we would get some great matchups. And we'll get into how many of them were great to label that. But uh, we could not have predicted all the shenanigans that went on tonight across the UMAC. Yeah, no. If, if I would have picked one side, like you said, where Chalk would have won out. And then the other side where there would have been upsets, I would have flipped it. I would yep. have said Ch- Chalk would have won out. As most would. Yep. yep. So it's just it's just funny how that works with the parody. But anyways, we're after midnight right now. I've been in like five different cities at one point today. <laughs> I've been calling other games, keeping an eye on the UMAC games. I'm at my parents' house now, trying to stay somewhat quiet because they're upstairs sleeping, obviously. But we got to get this podcast done. So I, I appreciate the dedication just right from the top white. I sure do appreciate it, hey, and I know the fans do as well. So I appreciate your dedication, man. All right? <laughs> right back at you. But uh, anyways, let's just get right into it. And I say we start on the women's side, and let's start at the game you had an opportunity to watch, Northwestern and North Central. And I guess I'll just turn it over to you initially because this was the game you got to watch. You should have all the insights as to what happened. I mean – few things stick out as I looked at the box score, but just from your point of view, what what happened? Shocked. In one word. I did not see this coming whatsoever. Talking with people in the gym before the two games, you know it from the last pod, I felt pretty confident in Northwestern's chances in both games. But if there was one where I felt like the door was maybe a little more open for the upset, I honestly felt like it was on the men's side of things. Nothing sure. against Coach Gross's club. I still really like their chances. There's no way I ever saw anything close to like this happening. And I said it on the broadcast, I'll say it again. Even Rams fans and fans who follow this conference, I don't think anyone could say they saw anything close to this happening. I'm going to try to keep this brief, Wyatt. I mean, there's so many things we could get into that I will just leave and not get into. Hats off to North Central for the different looks they gave Northwestern tonight. Coach Bruner and his staff understood. In the regular season, not only did the Eagles beat them, they beat them by double digits both times. They especially manhandled them in the gym they played in tonight, last month, 
where it was really no doubt with how Northwestern took control of that game in the second half. It was similar tonight in the fact that there was a dominant third quarter from one side, that being North Central. Okay, Going into the locker room, they're up 35-30. to 30. Northwestern's going and saying, you know what, we haven't played our best. We're still trying to find a rhythm offensively. We haven't knocked down as many open jump shots as we have the last multiple weeks. Again, Eagles coming in had won their last 13 games. But at the same time, North Central's saying, hey, we'll take a five-point lead on the road. And so both squads are saying, you know what, we have things to be pleased about going into the locker room. Rams really came out strong, like I said, in that third quarter, outscoring the Eagles by 14, and then they just never looked back, and this thing got ugly. Specifically, Wyatt, on North Central's end, I don't know if it was a 2-3 that eventually turned into a 2-1-2, but essentially it was a zone that was just causing Northwestern a ton of problems where they weren't confident doing anything especially whenever they got near the paint or into the paint. They saw two, sometimes three defenders come at them, and they didn't know how to pass out of it other than to just lob it back out to a guard, and then they had to reset the whole offense. The Rams were all over them. Multiple times the Eagles are giving the ball away, where literally they're throwing a pass that they know, as it leaves their hands, is probably going to be stolen. But they literally don't know what else to do, and North Central's just saying, thank you very much, we're going to go the other way. Eagles turned it over 21 times on the evening. Rams didn't exactly take excellent care of the ball either with 17, but if you just were able to watch this game, you could just see the Eagles rarely ever tonight were actually in a rhythm, and that's an issue, obviously, in a semifinal when you're playing at home with how hot you were coming in. Can't say enough about the different looks the Rams gave them defensively, but then offensively as well. Having a sense of urgency, getting to the 10, running when they can in transition. It wasn't one of those vintage three-point performances from North Central where they shot the lights out. They're still only 35% from deep, Wyatt. We talked on the last pod. I said, I think they got to make 10-plus. They didn't even do that. They were just 7 of 20, but they still shot 52% from the field. One last thing before I hand it back over to you. The name that you pointed out that you said is a huge matchup. Emily DiGiorgio versus Megan Roberts. Robbie owned the game last month in the Erickson Center. 17 points, 15 rebounds. She controlled both sides of the floor. It was a different story tonight. It was hard for Robbie to get going offensively. She didn't get her first field goal until the opening minute of the second half, and DiGiorgio was dynamite in the paint time and time again, drawing fouls, getting to the line, 22-5 and five for her. Just an outstanding performance on the road for North Central, and I'll – Hand it back over to you if, if you want to ask anything or say anything, and then I can kind of recap Northwestern side of it. But just a great, great playoff performance from North Central to do what they did on the road tonight. You sound kind of somber there in the recap. Ed, it's raw. It's real. Like you said, this is an instant reaction pod. Now we're multiple hours removed, but people know where you know we graduated from, and I've, I've said the whole bit before, the people I pull for – it's nothing against North Central. I think people understand why. You know, the, I don't know why. I don't know what to tell you about it. It is how I feel. I don't know what else to say about it. Here you go. <laughs> this, this, this is more excruciating for you knowing what the result was on the other side in the semis as well for the women. Yeah. Because you could have we'll had your dream. We'll get to that one, but. You could have had your dream, Ryan. Dude, of two, dude but don't anyways, remind me. Don't remind I know. Me. I'm not, I'm not going to try to make you too sad here at 1230 <laughs> in the morning, but. Uh, 
Anyways, I do have one question for you. Yeah. My my girlfriend, some listeners know her, Haley. Some some don't, but she was watching this game uh, actually uh, on her phone, I guess, or whatever. Tell her appreciate it. Appreciate the support of the yep, Eagle she, Sports Network. Exactly, but she wasn't uh, in person. But she she made the assumption from what she saw. She said it looked like Northwestern wasn't really playing with any heart today. It looked like they yep. just didn't quite have it. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would, especially when they kind of got knocked down early in the second half and you just kind of expected a response at some point, and it just never really came. With all the seniors on the floor for Northwestern, the run that they've been on, the fact that so many times the coaches don't even need to say anything, they're going to get a big bucket from Kelsey, or Robbie's going to make a play on defense, or Haley's going to come up with a block, something's going to happen to change the tide, and that time just never really came. And again, that's in large part due to what North Central did tonight, kind of breaking the will of Northwestern and just leaning on them, honestly, in tonight's matchup. All right, so that's my question for you. Now here, I, I do have a few thoughts on this one. First off, you mentioned it, the turnovers. You can't turn the ball over 21 times. Even when you force North Central into 17 of their own, 21 just isn't going to get the job done. So that's that's thing number one that stands out in the box score. The other one, and you pointed it out as well, that's what I talked about, Emily DiGiorgio and Megan Roberts. And sure enough, the team with the better performance there in North Central with Emily DiGiorgio won the game. And, I mean, she, she didn't necessarily have to do what she did tonight. They still would have won because they won convincingly. But nonetheless, she helped lead that charge. And it looks like she also had four blocks too. So, I mean, yeah. she was clearly controlling the paint as well. And then, yeah, like you said, there was just nobody for Northwestern by the looks of it that stepped up. There's nobody in double figures. I mean, when was the last time you could say that about Northwestern during their winning streak, right? I don't think you could find a game. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's almost like, like you said, it was everybody looking around saying, okay, who's going who's gonna to step up, make the big shot, make the run? And it just never came. And they didn't help themselves out either, shooting five for 24 from deep. So it's it's got to be just a sickening feeling for Northwestern. thinking about the season they had and then this is kind of what ends up happening in the semifinals yeah uh, a lot of people in the gym tonight saying you know what we haven't seen a shooting performance like this in November we haven't seen this sluggish performance if you will and again I I don't want to take anything away from North Central I hope I made that abundantly clear they deserve this victory. Yep. We talked about them at the beginning of the year when they were undefeated. I, I felt like they yep. were the team to beat in the conference. The potential started to show tonight. And, you know, we could have said, Ryan, yeah, at the beginning of the year, North Central could be hosting the UMAC championship, and now they are. But the circumstances in which they are, when you think yep. about it, it's just incredible. Yep. That, but, but they still are a good enough team where if you would have told me they were hosting the UMAC championship at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have been shocked. Yep. But how they're doing it, being a three seed and still getting to host, that's what's surprising. But no, nonetheless, they deserve this. And now they're the favorites to go win this conference. And, I mean, just think about what that would do for that program. They are just one game away. And obviously on the other side of that, too, with Morris, they're one game away, too. Both these teams are one good performance away of doing something that's never really been done before. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, we can get to that one in a second. I mean, you know, for, for Northwestern, Wyatt, it, it just sucks. I'm just going to be honest because you don't say at all that the last month and change was meaningless to go on that kind of a run. And I mentioned it before we even got to this matchup, and I'll say it again. And I know for them, for a while, this you know means absolutely nothing you know to look back on it. But no one can take away from them what happened a week ago tonight. 
and that performance against Bethany and everything that was in front of them with that victory and the fashion that they did it and all the things that we talked about on the pod. And you hate it especially for this group of seniors, Wyatt. Because tonight, I'm not sure if you knew this, but it makes it four for four for the senior class. And they're four years at Northwestern where they have lost in the UMAC semis every single year. You wonder how much of that, too, is just mental as far as trying to get over that hump. Yeah. And, and tonight, yeah. like when you get into the second half there in that situation and things yeah. start to go go on you a little bit, it's like, yeah, it does that play into it, maybe? Maybe a little. I Maybe maybe in some past performances. Tonight, I mean, North Central was just, so many things are going against Northwestern. There was far more than Northwestern's off-shooting night and maybe not totally there mentally like you had mentioned and, you know, a bug maybe going around for a player or two for what I hear. But I don't I don't want to speak about that lawn because North Central obviously deserved this game and they yes. did what many people, including ourselves, I, I owe them an apology. I did not think a performance like this was possible for Coach Bruner's club. So hats off to them. But that being said, like I said, it sucks. It sucks for, you know, people who have put so much into it. They've taken this program to another level for Northwestern and for it to end like this again, it sucks. I'm not going to talk about this for any more than 15 seconds, but I'm glad that they get to host another home game. Almost guaranteed will be later this week in NCCAA, and not a lot of people know what that is, but National Christian Collegiate Athletic Conference, some people do know who are listening. It's a high-level basketball. They're on the D1 side of things as far as how Northwestern competes, and they got to play in that last year and had a nice run. And so I'm just glad that they get another game on their home floor. I hope that they're not taking this one too hard. Obviously it's going to hurt for a while for probably a couple days. It's a tough pill to swallow, but just, you know, don't beat yourselves up too much. It's been an awesome run. I know again, they're not concerned about that now when it ends this way. And you know, the saying goes, Wyatt, I don't know if you believe the saying, but the saying still goes time heals all wounds. And that's, that's about the best way I can sum this up for Northwest. Like I said, I don't, I don't totally believe in that saying either, but I'm just saying the saying says time heals all wounds. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some cold hard truth on you. As yes, I just finish do a it. Big big yawn here as uh, we're we're still getting up there late. But anyways, <laughs> the bottom line, Ryan, is that this is the dark side of March. Mm-hmm. This is the it's March sadness in a way. You know, you talk about yep. March madness. It's March sadness for quite a few programs. Yeah. And you want to talk about not being able to take away that game against Bethany, which you can't. Unfortunately, at least what I figured though, even with all the accomplishments you have, and you look back and think, great. You do look back on the losses though. Yeah. I still remember the loss in the NCAA regional against John Hopkins, and I think about that more than the UMAC championship. Not that what we did wasn't special. But you just, for some reason, always look back and think, what if? So, sadly, I'm sorry to be a Debbie Downer for every Northwestern fan listening and player, but it's just the truth. And I've gone through it, and I still think about it. So, it's it's the dark side of March. It is what it is. That's a great point. I mean, the Eagles hope to, you know, make some memories in March, and I get it. You know, we're basically at March with the— Also, we're in February. Yeah, I keep saying we're in February. No, no, no. I get what you're saying, though, and people who watch the D1 tournament know exactly what you're talking about. And there's always ecstasy and elation on one side, but then there's the flip of the coin on the other side of things. So, again, I hope they're not taking it too hard. hope people around them are lifting them up the next couple of days and that they can bounce back and— Bring it Absolutely. together for a performance next week. So No, it, it is. It's tough, but, uh, again, hats off to North Central. Big time yep. win for them. Absolutely. 
on the other side. Morris is my favorite team at this point left in the field <laughs> on the women's yeah. and the men's side. Like, this is yeah. just incredible. The, what they did tonight, that's way more improbable than what we expected as far as North Central. I would say them beating Bethany by 10 is still more impressive than what North Central did against yeah. Northwestern just because of the way we kind of hyped up the how good Bethany was, which – you know, Ryan, we talked about it a little bit. Should there be concerns with Bethany? Yeah. Should there be concerns with Hannah and what she's been able to do? Well, I mean, tonight Hannah got hers in a way, but Bethany struggled again. And they just, they were a team that didn't necessarily peak, I would say, at the wrong time, but it was almost like they did start to trend downward at the wrong time. And it showed again tonight, and hats off to Morris. This is just an incredible victory, and they are now, 40 minutes away from doing something that I don't think me and you thought was possible at the beginning of the year. I mean, we talked about them as in the middle of the pack and maybe can challenge the big teams, but I don't think either of us would have expected them in the conference championship. And now they're 40 minutes away from going to the NCAA tournament. It's an incredible story. I mean, how can you not root for the Cougars? Ditto. I totally agree. And from what you just said about 30, 40 seconds ago, people would scoff at it and say, how is a North Central win at the rival Northwestern by a 30 spot? Not the story of the night. Are you kidding me? You Again, things into perspective. exactly. If you have followed this conference throughout the season and not just this season, but the last multiple years where Bethany has won it the last multiple seasons. They're expected to do it again this year. They have a player at the top, and you mentioned, in Hannah Geisfeld, that is one of the best players in the country. And how about this, Wyatt? Yeah, like you said, she got hers, 28-7. and seven. They only have 10 other combined made field goals from the rest of the roster, and they yeah. shoot 3 of 20 from 3 on their home floor. But what's hey, the big thing that I mentioned? Look, Do you remember in the last pod? Look look at the other side, though, as far as three-pointers go, though. For Morris, five for 12. They didn't shoot many, but they shot them efficiently. Yes. And we said that yes. was going to be a big key. Yes. And I'm, also— I'm not sure if that's where you wanted to go. I just no, wanted to point well, that out, though. that is an excellent point, and thank you for pointing that out. I talked about the turnover battle in the last pod. Correct. They forced 21 turnovers on the road. Hannah yeah. herself coughed it up four times. Haley Meyer, who's been so great for them the last multiple games who we've given shout-outs to, she coughed it up five times. Yeah. And then Morris themselves, not perfect, but only turning it over 12 times. If you come up with 13 steals, and that's more than even your turnovers total, and you find a way to shoot over 40% from deep on the road, all those things combine, Wyatt, to at least give you a chance. Yes. And they did more than give themselves a chance because even if they pulled off a win, Wyatt, who would ever have said that they would win every single quarter in Mankato? They would sit in the locker room on a three-point lead going into the locker room. We've said it all year long. We've seen it all year long. Bethany's a second-half team. They're going to respond. They close you out. Morris never gave in. They didn't lose a single quarter result tonight, and they find a way to win by double digits. And as you said, who would have thunk? The number four seed, playing right at the right time and getting hot when they need to, and now they're just 40 minutes away. But, hey, enjoy this one, all right? I hope Coach Grove and his players wow. had that bus bumping heading back to Morris. Huge shout-out to him. 
He's, Super happy for that guy yeah, and for yeah. all the things that they've been through throughout this season. The injuries early on, figuring out that roster, losing some tight games in UMAC play. And we're going to get to it, Wyatt. But Morris and North Central have had some real fun matchups in the regular season. It's not the matchup that a lot of people expected. One of the top two seeds isn't in the title game. But don't make a mistake and think that this is not going to be a great tilt Sunday afternoon for all the marbles and a trip to the big dance on the line. I mean, look at the Super Bowl this year. You had the two lowest seeds. It was still a heck of a game, though. I mean, yeah. you yeah. don't just discredit it because it's not the top seeds. Coach Coach Grove's my guy, man. I mean, my I can officially say my most ashamed <laughs> moment on this podcast was picking Superior in the first round. There was just, there's no excuse. There's no explanation. I done messed up. But what they've been able to do is incredible. And Lexus Eagle chasing specifically, the performance yes. she was able to have. Yes. Getting to the line 13 times, 5 for 8 from the field, efficient, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. That's called stepping up in a big yeah. moment and showing some leadership. So hats off to her, but also balance. They had three different players in double figures tonight, and again, they shot the three efficiently. You mentioned the turnovers that Bethany struggled with. It looks like Bethany did get it to a five-point game with about a minute left, but it was never really in question other than that. Morris was in full control in that fourth quarter. And like you said, they beat them in every quarter. I mean, they deserve this game. What a matchup that's going to be against North Central. Like, seriously, I just uh, – it's – Okay, and this is a whole nother topic. Why does it have to be at the same time as, as I know, man? You know I what know. I mean? I've like talked that, about that, that with others. I know, man. I've talked about that with others off the pod. We need you know, to assuming if, if North Central, yeah, was excuse me, if Northwestern, my apologies, had won and been on the road and they're gonna play at the same time as the men, and that was just gonna be like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, I agree with you. Why like I get they're different and it works out a little bit better in a way why because we have no overlap with the same school having a men and a woman squad in the final which how about that for how it worked out tonight Wyatt I mean you got two teams on top of the world and crown on the men's side and Morris on the woman's side and then you got two teams that are walking away from tonight like huh eh, kind of disappointing but also we're excited because we're playing in the championship on Saturday and that would be North Central and Northwestern both their squads we're both playing tonight, and they split them. And then at the bottom, you got Bethany. Absolute despair. Your number one seed at home. Get just shocked. Q, just, just cue everybody hurts <laughs> and just. Your Vikings, that, Wyatt. You, a tough, a tough night. A tough night for the. Uh, that sums up the season for the people in red. Yeah, and uh, and then the men's squad falling to Northwestern. So lots of mixed bag results for supporters of all these schools who are in action tonight in a semifinal Friday that we won't soon forget. Again, not to get on a whole lawn other thing. Back to the topic at hand with this game. Yeah, I, hats off to Morris. Not a lot of people gave them even a chance in this game. I did say, I remember on the last pod, Wyatt, that you know there's some kinks in the armory of Bethany, but we probably both, I don't know if we owe them an apology. I don't know how to how to phrase that. Wait, who, who are we apologizing to? <laughs> Morris, potentially. Because we both well, think Bethany. did apologize. We both I, think I Bethany. Apologize. Well, yeah, but like you said, you took them over Superior. That was ludicrous. No, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, no, it was. I, I agree. But no, I've already made my apologies. I'm aware of my shortcomings and wrongdoings. Yeah. Yes, I've but moved on. We, we, Wyatt, in our right mind, even if we said they were going to win and we picked the upset, we didn't see it by double digits. Come on. No. Who did? No, did Coach exactly. Grove even see it by double digits? Probably not. 
I don't know. I bet he listens to this, though, so maybe he'll reach out and let us know. But no, I'm not. Yeah, maybe he was walking in yeah, super, super yeah. confident. I don't know. You, you you say enjoy this one and everything. I agree, but not don't enjoy it too long. you got to no. get ready for the championship. What did I, I say? Mean, the this... bus ride. The bus ride back. Is, here's, it's easy. It's easy. All you say is as soon as you get back on campus and you walk in the dorm, it's over. It's over because you don't have any more time to dwell on it. You gotta prepare for North Central, who fe- who's feeling like they're on the top of the world right now. Why? How about two squads coming in, where it feels like, not that tonight was the championship, but with how they performed in the fashion that they won, they both kind of have to find a way to get back to reality yeah. in the next twenty-four plus hours to get ready for the title game. So it, many it, times we say you're going in different directions into a championship like the vikings feeling on a high going into philly and philly's like whatever and they just smoke us and we're not going to talk about that but both of them are going in feeling like the vikings where they just had an unbelievable emotional win but there's still work left to do it it it's like both these teams already won the championship with yes. their performances yep. tonight if it, it's kind of what it feels like that's obviously not the case though okay we need to just Let's preview this one right now, and then let's we'll do go it. to the men's side. I just, I'd rather let's stay do it. on the women's side. We're yep. talking about it already. Let's just break it down. I'm full in on Morris. I want them to win this game. Nothing against North Central, but with what they've done, I think their story's a little bit cooler just from where yeah. they're the underdog in this game. And to me, that's what's more appealing. Now, what's it going to come down to? I think, again, it comes down to shooting the three-ball efficient. Coach Grove mentioned this right at the beginning of the season, and it still rings true. They can be efficient like they were against Bethany. They're going to be successful. I also think Lexus Eagle chasing is going to have to step up again and have a big game. You have to have that leadership on her part. So those are two big keys for Morris. On the flip side, North Central, where does it start, Ryan? It's got to start with DiGiorgio, I think. How, how does it not? She has to be the leader for them. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. I think she needs to step up, lead the way for North Central, and then those pieces around her fill in and can help lead that charge. But you mentioned the regular season matchups. What was it? I think it was on the 5th of February was the most recent one. 50 of 47, North Central got the win. And then where do you got to go back? I'm trying to find that first one, but it was also very, very It was overtime. If I remember, yeah, it was an overtime game right at the beginning of the year, wasn't it? Yeah. It was in Morris on January. There is 85-85-80. January January the 10th. 10th. Yep. That Monday game, that weird, yep. weird Monday game. But anyways, um, I was a little bit busier that night watching a certain college football team win the national <laughs> championship. But uh, anyways, this game is going to live up to the hype. I can already tell it is. With the Book way it. the regular season went, Book with the it. way these two teams are coming off of their big wins in the semifinals, this is setting up to be a blockbuster over there at North Central. What do you think is going to be the biggest keys for each team? I want one thing specifically. I mean, you can mm-hmm. dive into it more than that, but the biggest thing for each team. North Central using their defense to get out and run offensively in transition. So forcing turnovers or just off of even misses? It can be both, but especially forcing turnovers. I mean, they had success doing that tonight, obviously. 17 whopping steals. I mean, Robinson and Tulsa were everywhere. Tulsa had six steals and Robinson had five, which, shout out to her. I don't know if we really mentioned her, Wyatt. She was 0 of 8 from deep the last time they played Northwestern and could not buy a shot. She was a player on a mission tonight. 24, four triples, seven boards, and those five steals. 
mean, she was everywhere. So shout That's out to called, her. That's called redemption. That is the definition, absolutely, of redemption. On the other side, for Morris, I think it's honestly really similar. They got to get things going defensively to spur their offense because just as far as talent across the board and like shooting and if this is just a purely you know some transition opportunities but all things being equal there and then just half court execution I think you got to favor North Central but I said the same thing going into the Bethany game Morris has got to find other ways to impact the game give themselves more opportunities extra possessions I know you hate that term but getting the ball going the other way on turnovers Quate was huge tonight. She's got that long wingspan. She had four steals for them. Anderson had three off the bench. I mean, both these teams had an unbelievable night defensively. 17 whopping steals for the Rams and 13 for Morris. I mean, I'd look for a similar thing. Who can sustain that and create offense through their defense is a big question that I have in this matchup. And then, like you said, for Morris, the deal is when we do shoot triples, they're going to be good looks, and we're going to be efficient like we were tonight, not shooting a ton of them. It's the complete opposite on the other side, Wyatt. Okay, on the season, 45% of North Central's field goal attempts are three balls. Downtown you. They're going to keep shooting. Shoot or shoot. That's their mantra. And so, three balls and forcing turnovers. That's what I'm looking for in this one. I would set the line on this game at about four and a half in favor of North Central. Yeah. I think it's going to be in the 60s. I don't know. What do you think? I'm thinking around the 60s. I agree. I do not see this getting up and down and being super high scoring. And if it is, I like North, North Central more. I was going to say, I think North Central goes way up with their odds yeah. to win. Yeah. And Morris uh, hopefully needs to slow this game down. Hopefully there's a buzz there on Sunday because, honestly, tonight in the Erickson Center, underwhelming. It was very disappointing. It was honestly disturbing how few are people you, were are there. Are you calling out the Eagles fans? I'm calling out the Eagles fans. It was disturbing the how UN few Dub people Club? were there. They act yeah. like they're the best student section. A lot of them showed up, up for the men's game, and it was a good vibe there, but I was honestly, I felt bad for everyone involved, players, fans, everything, that there was not more of a buzz for that first game tonight. That was that was disappointing. Well, on that note, now I'm sad. I'm not sure where to turn. Well, wait, you don't here. have to be sad. It wasn't your fault. Your brother was there. He was doing his best to get people in the building. I told him, I said, listen, well, man, I'm you got to call up everyone you know and I'm let them know the game starts at five minutes. You're, you're, you're talking about how you feel bad for everybody involved and stuff. It's like, oh, okay, well, now it's I like do. a depressed move. I do. Move. It was all around a depressing couple of hours for Northwestern. But anyway, enough Getting on back, we're, we're done with Northwestern, Ryan. It's over. <laughs> It's yes. over. We got to move on. Yes, I was just bringing it up and saying I hope there's a buzz Sunday. The game deserves it, okay? All right, prediction time. North Central, Morris. Oof. What do you always tell me? And we saw it tonight. It's hard to beat a team three times in the regular season, correct? Yeah. That's that's your belief. And the trend was bucked twice tonight. So will it happen for a third time on Sunday? I want Morris to win this game. But there's a but coming. I hear the but. I'm not even going to say that word. I'm just going to say I'm taking North Central. Say although. Although. I got to say the slipper The slipper is not going to fit anymore come come Sunday. I, I got to go North Central. And, I mean, it's nothing uh, personal, Coach Grove. I just I was going to say, oh, my man. Guy. But uh, apologies all aside, I, I'm going to go with, based off of just looking at this matchup on paper, what North Central can do. North Central, it seems like it's their time. Not that Morris isn't going to have their time in the future. 
but this is North Central's time on their home court. They're not going to have a better chance than this to win a conference championship. If they don't do it now, this year, it may never happen. So it's got to happen now. I'm taking the Rams. I don't disagree with you there as far as the stars are aligning. All right, Wyatt, they had the program record year last year, something that has never been done before at that place. They get to host the UMAC final. Like so many teams, they can't get over the hump that is Bethany. They fall just short after making a great comeback. But now to flip to the other side for Morris White. Okay, how about this run? The opening matchup, Superior's not the same as they were, but not too long ago, they were the kings of the conference. Okay, they take care of them first. And then tonight, you got to take down the squad that is the multi-defending champion in the conference on the road. You do that. And now to cap it all off, you got to do it against the regular season champion from last year, and you got to go on the road again for the second game in less than 48 hours to try to cut down the nets, seal the deal, and get to the big dance. I mean, how unbelievable would that be for Morris? It'd be pretty unbelievable. Yeah. So all that is to say, I'm riding with them. For me, it feels like they're going to be able to pull this off. Now, obviously, I didn't see any of that game tonight with this stuff I was preoccupied with at the Erickson Center. I think, honestly, wide a huge factor in this game, who can get over the last matchup faster? Who can ditch yeah. the Hanover quicker? Because I think in the first couple minutes, like, and especially, too, I think Morris kind of relishes the opportunity to be the road team again, to be the underdog again, to be the ones who are going to be overlooked. North yeah, Central's got the pressure on them. All of a sudden, they're hosting another UMAC final. All of a sudden, people are saying, guess what? This is the team we've been waiting for all season long. I'm not saying that they're not happy they're in this position, but from the outside, with how things have changed here, oh, how the turntables, as our guy likes to say. Well, well, well. All of a sudden, I think there's some pressure on North Central. And I think all of those factors involved allow Morris to be the more loose team. And when there's already such a tight matchup, especially if they can get an early lead on the road like they did in Mankato tonight, I think they find a way by a razor-thin margin going along with the fact that you said it is very tough to beat the same team three times in one season. We haven't seen it yet on the women's side in UMAC play this year, and we won't see it, period. Because Morris is going to say, nope, third time's the charm, three wins in a row, give us the scissors, we're going to climb the ladder, and we're going to cut some nets. I don't necessarily agree with you when you say there's pressure on North Central, though. If anything, really? I feel like they realize what this opportunity is, and they're like, this is it, and they have well, a belief, and they have a strong belief that they yeah. can go and do it. So I don't they think can. they're going to be I – don't, I don't think they're going to be playing this game with that impression that there's pressure on them. They can. They absolutely can. But, I mean, you know, it kind of goes back to what you said where – you know, it's it's just like, wow, all of a sudden, if we don't do it this year, when are we going to do it? I mean, you just said that a couple minutes ago. I mean, the opportunity well, yeah. in front of them all of a sudden out of nowhere is like, we got to cash in on this. And like Morris, sure, is thinking the same thing. But okay, again, they're the road team. They're not favored. They want to continue this absurd run and pick up two upset wins in a row. I'm not saying it's an absurd amount of pressure and they'll deal with pressure and coach Bruner and his club are saying that's a great problem to have we will happily take the pressure pressure yeah 
But I think they do have a little pressure on them. I think the first few minutes, and obviously we aren't, we, we're not going to be able to watch this game because, again, it's at the same time as the men's championship, which, you know, we need more standalone games yeah. at every level of basketball. <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say after this? It's really starting to get late, I guess. I can't even remember. No worries. No worries. I'm, I'm here whenever oh, you need me to oh, fill Oh, in. yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Here we go. Here we go. Um, I was going to say the first, what, maybe five, six, seven, eight minutes of the game, whatever you want, handful, mm-hmm. I think will kind of show where North Central is as far as if they feel the pressure or not. Yep, mentally. You should, you should be able to tell by their style of play and how they're carrying themselves. And the same would go for Morris as well. I mean, you'll get a pretty good indication of that in the first five, six, seven minutes of the game. And from there, I guess... We'll just see how it plays out. But if I see what I think I'm going to see from North Central, I would be feeling pretty confident. Yeah, I can't totally discount you. I'm, I'm just rolling with the Cougars. And, boy, if they win, why? I can't blame oh my you. Gosh. I love the Cougars. Coach, I'll be happy if Coach, the Cougars win. Coach Grove is never going to talk to you again if Morris wins this one. <laughs> well, I hope not. I mean, I'd like to interview him after they win the championship, but maybe he won't. But uh, I, I feel like he we're will still never on good let terms. you live this down. <laughs> no, and he shouldn't, and, and, and rightfully so. But again, I just I make my picks based off of no, I you know you. Just, yep. just everything. And again, yep. you have a better record than me, so he's probably happy that you picked them and I picked North Central. So Coach Coach Bruner's probably thinking, great, you know, we got the curse because we got Wyatt picking us. But anyways, uh, it's one a.m. We yeah. gotta move on to the men's side. Let's do it. We need to move on. We maybe, I mean, I don't know when else we would have previewed these. We maybe should have got our heads straight when we were actually previewing the championships. But let's just go for it at this point, anyways. We already did the women's. Let's look at the men's semifinals first, though, and let's mm-hmm. start. I want to start at the game that you got to call tonight. Lots of thoughts. I was, again, I don't know if I should say this, but as I'm calling my other game in Wadena <laughs> tonight, high school basketball, I was keeping tabs on this game and checking the score, and I had the live footage pulled up and everything. But I, I wasn't appreciate it. it. I appreciate it. Make it very clear. I was not watching it. I wasn't all of a sudden, you know, as I'm calling my game, saying, and there goes Borma down the lane for the jam. <laughs> But, uh, by the way, pretty sweet dunk. Yeah. I, got, I don't think I was anticipating that. I don't no, think out of nowhere. Played. It's just a Henry post up, but then there's a quick cut, and all of a sudden the Red Seas part, and Owen says, you know what, I can climb the ladder. I'll throw it down. This this dude, I tell you what, I, I just straight up honest, I never thought he was necessarily that great of a basketball player per se. Yeah. He's looking like a pretty great basketball player this year. Like, he has taken such a step. Like, it's just unbelievable to see how much better he is this year. And, and maybe he's always been this good, but just the role that he's had Absolutely. with Northwestern this year compared to last year. It's so much bigger. And, like, it's just surprising, too, after he pitched in the Northwoods League. Yeah. I mean, he was dead tired going into the fall, I'm sure. I mean, you know, you pitch in the Northwoods League. We had a late baseball season at Northwestern. To do what he's done is just remarkable. So just another shout-out to him. But Northwestern in general, I mean, they led by 20 at one point in the second half. Uh, yeah, Bethany got it close, but again, it never felt like Bethany was really going to win this game. Uh, Eagles dominated, it seemed like, for the majority of the night, even though the score ended up being close. That was my impression from watching what I saw and just seeing how the game went. What was your impression? Well, this may surprise you a bit, Wyatt, but honestly, overall, in 40 minutes... You're going to say they didn't play that great. Who? Northwestern. No, no, I'm talking about Bethany. Oh, okay. Okay. I would give okay. I would give Bethany a B and maybe even a B plus for their performance tonight. Really? I didn't think it was that far below their best. 
I would have liked to have seen more from the backcourt duo of Smith mm-hmm. and Mayfield. Yep, and they would tell you that same thing. I and mean, Bron- you can't shoot three for 16 from deep. No, I I absolutely agree with you. And I think a lot of those, especially from Kyrie, were forced. Yeah, when he made well, his two, they were big ones. He, but I know, early in the shot clock, I, I hear you, man. The script was very similar tonight to what you were preaching after the game on Wednesday night. They did a really good job, though pushing back when it looked like Northwestern could just honestly run away. And part of the reason, too, I say BB plus, they were ready to go off the jump. I think they were up 14 to 8 or 14 to 6. I mean, they won the first five, six minutes of this game. Eagles doing what they do, though. Do not panic, and they close the opening half like champs, okay, like the top seed that they are. Shooting a whopping 58% from the field, 41% from deep in that opening half. There were some moments in the second half where they could not hit their open jump shots. But like you mentioned on that play, folks, if you haven't seen it, you can go to the socials at UNW Eagles for that play we're talking about with the Borma Slam. But, you know, plays like that where, whether it's Fambule, Mano Imano, or Hoyline, isoed up on Trump trying to back him down or shoot over the top, or Alm a couple times getting downhill and into the lane in the second half. So many great one-on-one plays. And obviously it helps Wyatt. The big question coming into this game for Northwestern, not just obviously what are we going to see from Kyle Kamek, but is he going to start? Because there was opinions on both sides from before the game. Oh, they don't want to mess with it. Caleb Hoyleen's going to stay in the starting lineup. He's been so dynamite. Why mess with a good thing? Though Brandon Kyle is a spark. I heard all that, and then he started, like you said. So he was good. And he made some really big plays when he had to, but he wasn't like take over Kyle like we've seen from time to time. He didn't have to be, though. And I'm sure the Eagles are happy that they didn't have a runaway performance like that because I think you kind of feel better, Wyatt, about yourselves moving forward when you get five guys to score in double figures. I and was es- just going to say Go that, ahead. yeah. Yeah, no, and especially no. I was just going to say with the guy who led the way being off the bench. Yeah, it's that's, not that's easy. What's remarkable. Exactly. It's not easy for Caleb Hoyleen White, who's had such a great stretch with Kyle out, and he has answered the bell and then some. The ascension and growth that we've seen from the sophomore out of Minneapolis throughout this season has been outstanding for Northwestern. And to say tonight on the biggest stage all season long, and he understands it, he wasn't complaining about it, but at the same time, said, Guess what? You're going to come off the bench, you're not going to start. And we're still going to expect you to put up big numbers. And he answered the bell, especially in the opening half. Never hesitating, much like the matchup against Martin Luther. It was way different tonight, obviously, the level of opponent. Contributions across the board. I'll send it back to you, Wyatt. But Northwestern, doing what they have to do, were just over the lawn hole, too difficult to stop offensively. And a really interesting move, one last thing, before I send it back to you for Bethany, Wyatt. Hunter Nielsen was on the bench almost the whole second half, and it wasn't because he was playing bad. He had 9-9 nine and nine at recess. He was huge on both ends of the floor in the opening half, but eventually Coach Garvin and his assistants just decided, guess what? We got to go small. Three to try to slow down Northwestern. Two. Yeah, no, amen, exactly. And as good as Hunter Nielsen was, especially for defensive purposes, we got to change things up. And they made a couple of nice runs, I think. I want to say the closest they got it in the second half was six, maybe five. I was say, it was six or five at the very yeah. end, I think. And then yeah. actually, uh, 
that's the one thing I wanted to touch on at the end. They missed free throws against Smith. And it was Brian. a couple of free throws, and it's like, yeah. that sucks. I mean, he missed he three out of his and, last four. Yep. Yeah, that's that's too bad. And they shot well as a team at the free throw line all night. I mean, 23 for 30 outside of the ones well, there towards the end. Exa- and that's how they got back in the game wide in the second half. All of a sudden, with that smaller lineup, they just stopped settling. No matter what, they were getting into the lane, trying to get to the 10, and most of the times drawing contact and getting to the line, and it allowed them to get back in the game. Yeah. No, I don't have a ton to say on this one other than what's makes or, or what makes Northwestern so dangerous, so scary. It's their depth. And yep. with Kyle in that lineup, like you said, you can have a guy like Hoyleen come off the bench, score 21. That's just incredible. 8 for 11 from the field. As a team, they shot 36 for 66, which is just remarkable. But you got five guys scoring 14 or more points. It's just yep. such a luxury to have so many different weapons out there, and that's kind of what separates them from the well, rest. So, and, and ex- the other guy, just to go back to him and give him a shout-out, yeah, he doesn't get in double figures, but Owen puts up 7 and 10, again leading the team in rebounds, and also leading them in the helpers category with four assists. So it's not yep. like after that, oh, it's a steep drop-off, and there's a bunch of, you know, what do they call it? Jims and Joes. What's the other one other than Joes? You know the joke I, that I do not Shaq and uh, Chuck always have on uh, Inside the NBA. I don't know. It's Jimmy's and Joes, whatever it is. I don't watch the NBA. I can't remember so. if it – well, I, I don't really either, but those guys are funny to watch banter back and forth. Anyway, I can't remember if the Jimmys are the good ones or the Joes are the good ones. Anyway, there's a bunch of Jimmys and Joes, and there's a bunch of talent up and down the lineup for Northwestern where there's not a steep drop-off at any point. And they are so balanced tonight, and we've seen it all season long. Yeah, no, that's that's very valid. I we, Weird game in the sense that I wouldn't have expected Northwestern to get ahead by as much as they did. I think it was 71-51. They led by 20 at one point. Yep, yep. And and once they got to that point, I wouldn't have anticipated Bethany to come back either. So good, good fight on the Vikings' part. I never would have expected it to get that far. But they did battle back, and... In, in, interesting game in that way but as far as like the final score goes this is probably what i would have anticipated you yeah. know it was, it was a game where bethany maybe had a chance late but northwestern you know pulls out wins comfortably but not by double digits and so pr- pretty much right on par for what i kind of expected i guess in that sense yeah and it's kind of what we expected why going into the matchup a week ago tonight and we didn't get it but both you and I said we think it's going to get more free-flowing for this semifinal matchup, and it can't be nearly as tough to find points as it was a week ago Friday night. And again, that wasn't a total rock fight, but 68-67 between these two is kind of a shock, especially when we go back to the matchup in Mankato. It was 96-92. So yeah. the Eagles have gotten darn near 100 two out of the three times this season. Against well, their last their last two games, and I get it was Martin Luther in the first round, but what they're averaging yeah. now they're like validating it. Five hundred yep. points now. Yep. So it's just pretty <laughs> remarkable what they're doing offensively, and I guess crown good luck in trying to slow them down. We'll get into that one in a little bit, but no, that's that's pretty much all I have. Good season on the Vikings part. It's one of those years though they look back on and say we had the talent, yep. just didn't put it together. I mean that was a team that easily could have competed for a championship, and they did yep. in a sense, but. I don't know. I think all things considered, it's somewhat of a little bit of a disappointing season for the Vikings. I, I would agree. But for those who watch them, they would understand that they were a heck of a lot better than their 14-12 and 12 and 9-5 and in UMAC play. And I'm not sure if that's counting all the postseason results. But 
regardless. Whether it's two, three, or heartbreak. Exactly. Exactly. They're a heck of a lot better than a few games over 500 with how much talent, like you said, they have and just the fact that they couldn't close on some games. Are are the Malinkoviches finally gone? I know. Well, yeah, they both got to be because they're twins. I'm almost positive. So they're the same age. And I I fortunately know that that's got to be the case with twins. Uh, Jared, you know, has played more games at Bethany than anyone in program history i know he was a super senior so i feel like they've been there since my brother's been there i mean my goodness there no there's really they had to be freshmen then i guess it could be saying it's like the (laughs) of bethany basically well for one that guy as soon as he got into lawrence already looked like he was 30 years old so by the time he left (laughs) he had wrinkles and looked like he was 36 (laughs) so fair enough no good good careers on on their part if that is it for them uh, and and fun players to watch. Bri- Brian really and Kyrie good. may be done too, right? <sighs> Kyrie's not for sure. I guarantee you, he's got another. Well, year. Bri- Brian, they're both. Yeah, they're both listed as seniors on the program I saw tonight. But you're right. I shouldn't assume with all the extra years he would have another year of eligibility yeah. if he wants to take sure. it. Brian, I'm pretty sure would be done because he was my grade. Okay. And so this would have been his extra year. So sure. I don't know if he has another year or not, but I would assume he's done as well. But no. Fun, fun team to watch, I will say. As as wild as they were at times and how it came back to bite them at times, they were still a very fun team to watch. And I know it's emotional for you. You've been riding with it's them really all year not, long. No, so. no, not, not one <laughs> single tear is going to be shed. I'm not going to You know what, Wyatt? It can, be, it can be emotional without the tears, all right? <laughs> I suppose. I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep over this if this Good is... Good to hear. I, I kind of anticipated this, so... Uh, let's move on to the other one, Crown and North Central. And I want to give myself a little pat on the back to a certain extent here right off the top what did i say as far as x factors go ryan do you remember michael ad michael ad and your guy the microwave as you called him waiting to heat up seth Pouquet, and which one yeah. delivered and which one struggled there's the difference in the game right there in my opinion Seth was three for five. I mean, he he just well, didn't get his shots. Not, but that's I what don't I don't know. understand. I don't like, know. This guy was their second leading know. scorer and option. It's like he just wasn't a part of the team this year. I mean, he played 20. He could have played more. But Micah showed up and Cade Doesn't showed up. Good. And that was a big question going into this game. You could say Micah outperformed Cade if you want. But as far as efficiency goes, and yeah, as efficiency yeah you, as can, you can argue on that one if you're a Crown supporter, and rightfully so. But we expected him to, Wyatt. Those two guys showed up. So... Bravo on them, and bravo And what I heard was a great atmosphere at the WAC tonight. The matchup delivered the first ever UMAC semifinal hosted in St. Bonnie by Crown College in any sport in program history. History tonight for the Storm. That is what my contact told me, and I believe him. Well, I know they were really good my brother's freshman year. But hosted. Played. I know, but but they played Northwestern in the championship that year, so they must have been the three seed, I guess. I'm trying to remember who would have been the two. You would know better than I. I don't know. I'll have to look back and do some research. They had a very good team that year, but so that just kind of surprises me. But, no, hey, they, they deserve this win. I mean, congratulations. This sets up what's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere it, on Sunday. It is what all UMAC fans wanted. And Pretty, guess what, well, Wyatt? Not, it's, I mean, well, not necessarily. I mean, not North well, Central. Well, but. okay, thank you. Thank you for that. Yes, all uh, people who aren't affiliated with the other programs and just general UMAC fans and don't have a stake with another team, if you want to put it that way. But here's the deal, Wyatt. How often do we ever see going into a final? It doesn't happen a ton. Where both teams want it. 
Because if Bethany wins tonight, Crown is playing a squad who's given them fits twice. They don't like that matchup. Crown wants to go back into the Erickson Center because you remember what happened three weeks ago. They dusted Northwestern, dominated. And I've heard it from multiple Eagles players, Northwestern supporters. We want to run that one back. We want another shot at Crown. We want to rectify the one loss that we had all season long, and especially because they did it in our building. And the beauty of this, Wyatt, this didn't happen in November. This didn't happen in January. It happened three weeks ago. I mean, so much going into this matchup, so many storylines. This is all we could ask for, for a men's final this season. Let's let's look back, though, on this North Central game just briefly. You mentioned Micah Filer. Yeah, he filled it up. A lot of shots, though. I I would agree with you. I'm taking Cade Carroll's stat line 100 times out of 100, you know? Yep. Four for seven from deep, 25 points, nine rebounds. He delivered. But not only that, you know, like you mentioned, Jacob Van Dam had 13. You know, not a terrible game on his part by any means. Michael Ladd, though, has to be the story. Four of six from deep. And you mentioned it before we hopped on. This is one of their better, if not best, performances as far as shooting the three goes and what a better time for it you know absolutely i I, I would have to imagine the whack just had to have been absolutely rocking and what an atmosphere and what a moment for that program and on north central side of things another hard-fought effort another disappointing loss in the conference tournament just just kind of add to their history books if you know what i mean they just have not been able to quite get over that hump i still think they're on the right track but you got to continue to build off of this now yeah and i know they lose castro um, he's been just a warrior for that club. I mean, the stuff that he's played through, his toughness. He's a toughness, fun player to watch. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the guys who's probably more overlooked in the conference and doesn't get the respect that he deserves, but he's he's one tough customer, and so we're going to miss watching him play in conference play. Is Filer back? That's a good question. I don't know. Again, a lot of this I has think, to do with the COVID stuff. Yeah, so and like I'm trying to think of like sure. senior day recaps that I read last weekend. I think he's done. I would assume but I'm not positive. It seems like he's one of those guys that's been around forever as well. Yeah. Well, but same with like Fuquay as well. Yeah, I and I don't determine this. it on that anymore with what we've seen because it feels like Noah Alm could have graduated two years ago and he's still hooping. Well, and you <laughs> said for sure that he's done, which I, he did his senior day. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's old. He's a I super could, senior. I understand he's old. I'm just saying I feel like he could have another year of eligibility if he wanted it no. just with the way it works. He's exhausted all of it. <laughs> okay, well, he's, he's made good use of it, but uh, – one other thing I noticed as I'm going through, and I didn't get to watch this game, but I'm looking. It looks like there's a technical foul in this game on North Central. Whoa. I'd be very interested to see when that happened, where it happened. Caden's son says picked up a technical foul. Yeah. So that's that's a big He came off the bench. He only played 17 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, I just thought that was interesting. I'm looking through the play-by-play here, too, now just to see what the score was here it looked like north central led for a little bit in the second half but otherwise crown just kind of oh well, no no castro hit a three of 537 to go up by three and then castro hit another jumper yep. a minute later they are up five with under five minutes left yep so and then cade cade answered with a massive three and it then lad it was van damme well it was it was cade and then yeah but then it was michael lad a little bit later who had the go-ahead three and so yeah those three yes, pairing together and we talk about the dudes being dudes in this game. The difference is Michael Ladd, like you mentioned, for a guy that you wouldn't necessarily expect it. We know he's a great distributor, 
Tonight, he put on the hat of scorer and said, I'm going to get more shots up than I normally would, and just ultra-efficient. I mean, him hitting four triples, 7 of 12 from the field, can't ask for anything more than that. And yeah, I might per- go ahead. I was just saying, I might have to pull up the live video here at some point because in the last series, it was a three-point game. Micah Filer misses a three at 11 seconds. They get an offense rebound. He shoots another one and misses. So he missed two threes potentially to tie wow. the game. I'd like to see what those looks were and just how good of a look it was for him to potentially tie that game. Are you trying to pull it up now or am I trying to pull it up now? I guess you are if you want to do it right now. I didn't mean at this moment. No, no, no. Time, say but... say, say whatever other thoughts you got. If I can get it up real quick, I will. If not, I'll sure. quit on it. Sure. But, no, I just I think that's interesting. And they also they had a four-second difference with 34 seconds left down one between the shot clock and the game clock. And they elected to foul, which I think you probably have to in that situation. I don't think you can afford to yeah. try and let the clock run all the way down. But Carroll makes the free throws again. Very efficient at the line tonight. He was 7 of 8. So yeah, I just I, I'd be interested to see what uh, ended up happening with those shots. Also, I haven't been able to find the technical foul yet, but it wasn't anywhere near the end of the game. I can tell you that much at least. Sure. And that'd be interesting to see what he did to deserve a technical, I guess, as well. So you said Micah's shots were okay. I got the possession going right here. They're down right, by give me four. Filer moving up the floor, sixteen on the clock, and North Central calls a timeout. Great. Oh, shoot. That was really and this is, disappointing. That this was... is Well, that's what happened. This is so tough to scrub through this thing, too, watching back. And, folks, again, this is all – this is raw reaction. This is what we're doing with the uh, pod. These, this, these is, uh, this is this what is it's as raw and unfiltered as it gets. Don't worry. We're going to be breaking down the championship momentarily. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm trying to scrub forward, but then it goes to the end of the game. So th- this is just unfortunate. This is very unfortunate. <laughs> I, I got to wait basically for them to break the timeout. So as we're talking about that, why? Yeah, let's just sum up. It's it's another disappointing for loss loss for North Central in the semis. They lost in the semis last year to Northwestern as well. They're trying to get over the hump. There are some players obviously coming back who are very talented, who are underclassmen as Coach DeWitt and his staff try to build something for the future. But there are some holes to fill. All in all, for this season, for the talent that they have, what kind of grade would you give this season for North Central men's basketball? Just an overall season? Yeah. Overall um, season, letter grade. What do you give them? B minus. B minus? Okay. I don't know. I feel like it could have been better, but it definitely wasn't terrible by any means. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are a few the possessions UMAC away semis, from being in the UMAC final. Well, so. exactly, and they started playing the All right, here we go. So inbounds, Filer was fading away on the first one. This isn't a good look. Thomas gets the rebound. And now they're scrambling. There's seven, and there's six, and there's five. And now Filer has it again. He let it go with four seconds, and it was from way downtown. So neither one of them were great looks. The second one he had is four steps outside of the three-point line, trying to shoot it over Ladd. The first one was off the inbound, triggering from in front of their own bench, and he's fading away as he shoots it. So shooters shoot, but it was not. No, not really. Okay. And neither one of them are what I would call quality looks. They okay. were forced, for sure. Tech, technical foul, by the way, came in the first half with 4 minutes, 30 seconds left, and Carroll did make both free throws off of it. So. See, you know what, Why We're just coming up with answers for people. This is what we do. It took us some time. For those of you listening who are in the gym watching the game, you're saying, oh, come on. I already know the answer to this. Why do I have to wait for it? But I think that was pretty good. We got a couple of answers pretty quickly. 
could have been worse. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say that much. Anyways, congratulations goes out though to Crown on winning this game. North Central, as I mentioned, decent season. They get a B minus. But now let's get to the main event, Ryan. I want to talk and preview this game. Yeah. Because guess what? Yeah. Your guess boys, what? Oh, 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 your, oh, your boys oh, 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 my. I'm surprised. Wow. No, I'm, I'm there. pleasantly I'm surprised. There. I'm, I'm, well, Lord, I gotta talk, Lord, I got to talk to oh, Jordan. I was, but, oh, <laughs> you know, I thought maybe, you were going to say something a lot different there. Make, make sure everything's uh, on board. But, uh, Here's the deal, Wyatt. Here's the deal. I can take care of that. If you have any trouble, let me know and I will take care of it. Okay, well, I'm going to get back to him in a couple hours here after I get a nap in well, my uh, bedtime tonight. Before you, you're going to go hoop tomorrow early morning. You're shoot dedicated. Or sh- shoot or shoot, man. I just love the game too much. What can I say? Lord willing, we'll both be there with the headset on. We'll talk about that later, but that'll be fun. That's no, great. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to yeah. put the headset. We're going to run it back one last time. Yeah. For old time's sake. Yes, let's do it. And what a matchup. The atmosphere should be absolutely electric. I don't even know where to begin with this one. What What are you thinking if you're crowned coming into this game? Like you said, you avoid Bethany, a team that you've struggled with. You yep. just beat Northwestern by 23. Yep. You have arguably the conference player of the year on yeah. your team. Other guys have been stepping up. you got to be feeling pretty good, all things considered. I mean, obviously Northwestern's favored in this game, and you know it's going to be a challenge, but all things considered, you're feeling pretty good coming into this one. You come into that gym Sunday. A little bit of swagger? With some swagger, absolutely. You have a quiet and cautious form of confidence. Cautious. Where you still understand the performance it's going to take against a closer to 100% Kyle Kamink. I'm not going to say well, he's at a full that's... 100 because I don't think he is from what I hear. But Yep. But also understanding we didn't just beat him three weeks ago. We manhandled him. But also understanding North Northwestern's feeling pretty good coming in, and they had quite the performance tonight as well. But there is no reason why you use the S word. Absolutely, Crown should be walking in with some swagger. They should be feeling good about themselves. But here's all I'm going to say. When you're on the road and you're trying to pull something off against the team that's the top dog for the reason, they are hosting the conference tournament for a reason. Don't poke the bear. Let your play do the talking, and you can start talking when you build an early lead. Until then, so so what? Walk in like an, businessmen and understand it's a business trip. So what's an example of poking the bear before? You can come up with plenty of things, Wyatt. Well, I'm just, I don't know what that would look like. To be I don't know. I don't know. They could come up with a lot of things. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. There's plenty of things that you could do. There's plenty of things that you could say in the first couple of minutes. Again, just anything before you actually land a strong right hook. Get in the ring. Be confident, but keep it to yourself. Keep it in your head. Keep it in your corner. Then if you land a strong right hook and the bell rings and round one is finished, yeah, you can do some gesturing to the crowd. Yeah, you can get a little excited. But they understand that, you know what? Now we determine the war. No one remembers who won a single battle. They remember who won the war. That's what Northwestern's saying. But Crown's also saying we'll take the victory in the first battle. 
So they won the battle, but they will win the next battle. <laughs> this and this is the war. After the this war. one, this is the war. Oh, okay, this, the, the this war is ends. the war. Okay, we're we're yes. on the war. Okay, I gotcha. Yes, Ryan. All I'm gonna say is there's only one thing I want to see on Saturday. Or, and you're gonna wait, say two on, names on Sunday. I was gonna say you're gonna we're say on two Saturday names right now. Yeah. Do I know where you're know? going? Do I know yeah, where you're you going? Already know. So we're the two it's, names, folks. It's, it's we don't even need to say them. We're not even gonna let's, say them. You know the names. And let's just talk about it. <laughs> it's Kyle Kamen and Cade Carroll, and that matches <laughs> right there. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you were gonna say a different name for Northwestern. Not, I'm not talking <laughs> offensively. I'm talking about oh, just okay. on that matchup specifically because okay. he's going to be on him, right? I mean, you have I to don't put know. him on him defensively. I think I it takes assume. a wave of Eagles to try to slow him down when he's getting downhill in the lane. But, yeah, to start off with, yes, but, but before the help defense as... comes, is it Kyle? Yeah, that's a yes. huge question. I think it has to be, right? Yeah. We will I, find I out. We will find out. As far as, yes, you're right. As far as the, the best players go in the conference, as far as scoring and everything, it's Noah Ulm and it's Cade Carroll. No, but that's a great point. I wasn't even thinking specifically on that but, side of the ball. But I'm just saying, yeah, when Crown has the basketball, if you shut down Cade Carroll, you shut down the general, take him out of the army, you're going to win the game. So yep. All the attention's on him. I'm sure it'll be Kyle on him, or he'll easier have said time than done. on him at some point. It's easier yep. said than done, but that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Because North Central yeah. knew that too. Okay, the day before they played Northwestern, Crown dusted North Central too. And the yep. Rams knew that they had to try to slow down Carroll to have a chance tonight. The key word is try. They weren't able to do so. Yeah, he didn't absolutely explode. I got to look up the numbers again. I know he had over 30 against Northwestern earlier this month. He had 25 and 9 tonight. I mean, that's, you know, I talked about in the last pod. Is that, you know, withholding him from ruining the game, as I like to say? I guess he didn't ruin the game. You know, the contributions from Michael Ladd and Jacob Van Dam and others were obviously needed. But I don't know what the number is. Why do you think there is a number for Northwestern where you got to hold Cade Carroll to X yeah, number or I fewer? You know, I don't go. He had thirty six for the record last month with ten boards, and he was Oof. five and nine from deep. I mean, the dude was just unconscious. Here's here's the question: Rather than holding him to a number, let's say you just try to take him out of the equation, can guys like Michael Ladd do what they did tonight? in the championship again where he's four for on six the road deep and stuff yep. you know what i mean in that moment that's kind yep. of what this comes down to as well is can those guys step up i don't know if they can in the in the championship to be honest with you it's a different level on the road at northwestern there's just so much more at stake yeah and that's where i have a tough time seeing crown have success if it's not Cade carroll well and maybe the bigger question why that we should get to is yeah, they want Cade to explode like he did the last time and then get enough from the rest of the guys, but they probably need more from the rest of the guys, quote-unquote, because, let's be honest, Northwestern was not at their best offensively the last time. I'm not saying Crown couldn't pull together and somehow... I, if they held the Eagles under 60 twice in their building in one season, I mean, hand them the trophy and then some and just say, you more than deserve this thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, they only shot 34% from the field. The Eagles have looked like a different team offensively over the last chunk of games. And again, now they're 100% or as close to 100% as they can be, I should say, across the board. It's going to be a lot slower to slow down that train that is humming down the tracks right now. But Crown also has a train moving towards Northwestern, coming from the opposite direction that's also feeling good. I would say the Eagles have more firepower offensively with the depth that we have talked about. But at the same time, Wyatt, like you mentioned earlier, Crown's saying we got the best player in the building. 
we got the guy who should be the conference player of the year. I think he should be the conference player of the year. And so they're going to take their chances with the result that we had last time and the fact that that bad man is riding in on a white horse and trying to beat the Eagles again and slam one more time. So we can go back and forth and forth and back and back and forth and forth and back. I will hand it over to you if you would like to make the pick first. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about going into this matchup. I mean, there's so many things we could mention. I'm expecting the place to be full and then some. I'm expecting a capacity crowd and tons of people around the track like we have seen before, Wyatt. And it has not happened since all the way back when you and I were in the midst of our student experience at Northwestern. Mm. For the last time, the Eagles hosted a UMAC tournament title inside of the Erickson Center. We got to go back to February of 2019. You remember that one? The Brady-Peterson game in overtime. The dude dropping a a 30-burger on a torn ACL. What a time. Can we get something close to that good Sunday afternoon? Can I get a witness? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This... I don't really have more to add as far as this matchup goes. I will say Let's this. Let's dive we'll in. Probably, yeah. We will probably have a big pregame show or something to go along with it on Sunday where we can break more stuff down. Are you talking on ESN? Is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes, if people want to tune in. All right, let's, let's do the PSA now. Do you want to do the PSA now? Well, sure. Yeah, okay, okay. Here's the deal. If you want Are to watch. Are you giving the PSA? Do you want me to give it? I can. I think you should give the PSA. Okay. I don't even know what you're talking about exactly. I'm gonna have to reteach you. Yeah, a lot of stuff when you come back, but no, we'll figure it out eventually. You know, I don't know if you knew this, Wyatt. Sunday's gonna be the uh, 27th of February. Do you remember right. the last game that you and I called together? Well, yeah, I remember which one it was. I don't remember the day though. Are you telling me it was on that day? 2021. February the 27th was the last no, time you and I were on the on. call together. It will come be. On. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding you. You're here. making that. The last game of the regular season was indeed February the 27th. I'm looking at it right now. It will I'm be a year to the date. Now. I'm looking this up. Where you will be back in the Erickson Center in the broadcast booth. I'm not that's kinda, blowing that's smoke. crazy. And we did not even. I didn't even try to plan this. this no, week. we haven't. It just you know, out that way. we're blessed. The Lord has got us to this point. And again, Lord willing, we're not to Sunday yet. You know, you always say that it, it's gonna, it, it's gonna happen. We're preparing as if it's gonna happen, but with all the nuts things happening in our world and well, yeah, all the other true. things that we don't want to take for granted, we won't take it for granted. But. Anyway, I don't remember. Oh, yes, yes, the PSA. Okay. If you want to watch, folks, unweagles.com, or you'll have the links on the Crown page, on the Northwestern page. If you need help finding the link, I mean, you can shoot us an email, uaotheumac at gmail.com. I'm pretty sure you're going to find it, okay? Uh, hope you enjoy it. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. Yeah, and like we said before, Sunday. yeah, hear us in a different element. It's way different when we're not just talking into a mic in our spots recording a pod, we got the headset on and we're live in a gym. It's a different kind of energy. And I said it last time and I'll say it again. We're trying to get better and better at this. I think, I don't know if you disagree why, but I think we're at a higher level when we're in the gym. Well, we certainly were. We'll see if that's I was going to say, we'll see. It's, we'll it's been a year. We'll so. see when you come back. But encourage you folks to uh, to listen and let us know what you think if you're interested in a UMAC championship, which why wouldn't you be? If you can make it down to the Erickson Center, great. And if you want to come by and say hi, we'd love to talk to you. But if not, uh, we'll have all the action for you. Sunday, 2 o'clock. Is it 2 o'clock? I think it's 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock on a Sunday. That's 
still doesn't sound right, but it doesn't. But at least it's taking place. <laughs> Amen. And yes. like you said, if people want to come say hi, I guess for some reason and talk to us, we're there at the same time for once this year. I so. will welcome it. Wyatt maybe will give you a cold shoulder, but I'll I'll talk we'll to you see. for a bit. It depends on what mood I'm in. With you know, it's just different from a day to day basis. What can I say? Yep. <laughs> okay, back to the game pick now. Though the PSA yep. is done. Yep. U N Dub. That's it. That's all you're gonna say. No, no, no. I'm gonna gonna give you more. Do you want a score prediction? Because I'm not. I'm not giving you a score prediction. I was gonna say if you're offering it, man. I know you don't like to, but you go ahead. I'll give you this much. I think the winning team will be in the low 80s, and the losing team will be in the mid 70s. And obviously, I have Northwestern winning, so then they're they're going to be the team. You know, it'll be a seven eight point victory somewhere along that range. So there, that narrows it down for you a little bit. I think Northwestern with Kyle Kamink, that's the difference right there. Regardless of what Crown was able to do on the road not that long ago, Kyle adds a different element. And let's not forget that Northwestern won at Crown earlier this year as well without Kyle, right? I'm a, He didn't play in that game, did he? I can't remember now. I mean, that was literally the first game of the even, conference campaign, so, so he, he may have. Did, I'm going to yeah. look up the but, box score right but, now but, as you're talking. But even if he did... Just looking at where both these teams are at right now, what Northwestern has done the last couple of games, the last couple of weeks since they lost that game to Crown, this is what they thrive on. This is what they live for. This is what they're used to. They have the experience. They win these games. They win these tournaments. Crown, they have never done it. Can they do it on the road? I don't see it happening. Kate Carroll, it's going to take a career day from Kate Carroll, which is saying a what lot are we considering talking? what, what are this we talking? dude has done. 35, 40? If, if he's not putting up numbers like that, then it's going to take a career day from other guys. Okay. Like Jacob Van Dam and Michael Ladd. It's going to take career days from somebody on crown. You know what I mean? Yep. So it, it, it just is. That's the reality. Here's the deal. Happen. Kyle played in December at the WAC, and he so led he the way for Northwestern with 19-9. and nine. So he there didn't just play. He was big. He was still healthy at that time. Yep, 31 minutes. I just I think that's a big thing, and just even being able. What did Cade Carroll do in that game, by the way? Well, at was that he point, out? he wasn't playing. So there you go. And that's why it was all the more. That was the Michael Ladd game. That was his best game of the season. So, he never left the floor. He had twenty eight points and ten assists, and he was six of eight from deep. I mean, he was unbelievable. He kept him in the game. If I'm hearing this correctly, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kyle Kamink and Cade Carroll have not played against each other yet. And the plot thickens. Dun, dun, dun. More or less, right? I mean, it spreads, as as they say. 10 in white, 14 in gray. I think they'll be winning yeah. their gray. I mean, unis. you talk about Noah Allman, I get it, but those are the two guys right there. That's what I'm interested in. First Enough time said. against each other. Enough said. Let's, let's do it. I got Northwestern. I think they're enough with Kyle. And like we said, they had five guys score 14-plus in the semis here tonight, earlier, a few hours ago, as we're sitting here at 1.30 a.m., <laughs> They, they're they going to get it done on their home court. Another championship for Coach Gross. It's just remarkable what they've been able to do. And it just seems like Crown isn't going to be able to take that next step. I don't know why. I just don't think they can quite do it. Now, all power to them if they do. I mean, we'll hop on here and I'll eat some crow and say that they they more than deserved it. And, and I that, think this is going to be a great game and an electric atmosphere. But I do think the home team wins out with Northwestern because they've been in this spot before. That reaction is going to be a whole nother level of fun, Wyatt, when both you and I will be seeing the game from the same perspective in the gym. I mean, we're doing all Correct. we can for you here. 
on Unlike Any Other, the UMAC. We planned this all along that for the final game on the final day of the season that we would be in the gym witnessing it side by side. No, we didn't. Like we said, we did not plan this at all. You know, the Lord works it in is great and mysterious ways. All things considered. Yes, absolutely. So we're, we're blessed to be able to uh, do that on Sunday afternoon. But no, it's crazy too, Wyatt. Kyle and Cade both didn't even start their careers at their respective schools. They've had some other stops. They've eventually came here and they transferred to Northwestern for Kyle and Crown for Cade for reasons like this. To play in a game like this to be looked at to be the guy in a spot like this who delivers i mean yeah. do both of them do both of them well, have big games they, they and both, they both could yeah yep yeah. man this is gonna be fun i mean there's there's a bunch of things that we've you know still left on the cutting room floor that we don't even have time to get to i mean we do have time, but well, we I, could, I can see yeah, that you're just I, about I, to lose it if I ramble on any further for much just longer. Say, I mean, we could have all the time in the world technically if we wanted to, but it's like, where where does it end? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, do you want to score for me? You love giving. I'm the score scores, so I'm gonna, I'm going to allow you what to I, give a score. What did I say for Crown North Central tonight? I think I said 81 76. And that's does part that of the right? problem right there. I just don't remember. <laughs> hey, I said score. by five. Hey, they won by four. It was lower scoring. You, it's fine. You did say 81 76. Take a shot. I believe. You take a shot, and sometimes they don't work out. But I'm going to take another shot here. All right. Who do you think I'm taking? Well, I think you're taking the Eagles because I think anybody who would take Crown in this game is either extremely wearing the storm colors and just wants to believe it can happen because i mean everything from history tells us northwestern would win this game but you know recency bias if you want to use that even taking away any affiliation to either school crown won the game handily and we keep saying oh but now they got kyle let's be clear folks kyle was there he was in the gym he was present I can't tell you what percent he was at. I can tell you he was grimacing pretty badly not too far into the second half where just falling on his hip or his ankle or both one more time just really did it, and he just was not close to 100%. That's all I can say. But he was there, and honestly, even if he was at 100% with the way that Cade was playing, would it have even mattered? Yeah, I don't know. That's the deal. They were that good. Rumor has it he stayed out there while the rest of the team went to the locker room and watched Crown celebrate after they got that win. Yeah. I don't know if you can confirm this or not, Ryan, but he's Where, it's, it's rough, who told you man. who told you that? Uh, you don't name your sources, otherwise well, they quit doing you favors. Love that. I totally agree with that. I told you before, however long ago that was on this pod, and uh, I'll say it again. Multiple Northwestern players have echoed the same thing. Multiple Eagle supporters have echoed the same thing. We wouldn't want it any other way than to finish the UMAC season by getting a title back in our building and it being against Crown. And no one else. They wanted Crown. There's no secret. And Crown wanted Northwestern. All right? So let's just have some fun. Boys, no matter what happens, you're going to remember this day. Obviously, you're going to remember it more fondly. remember it the right way. Yeah. Amen. You're going to remember it more fondly if it goes your way. But let's just enjoy the buildup, like I've said so many times this season on the pod. All right. Prediction. You said, what did you say? Somewhere in the low 80s to somewhere in the mid to high 70s? Yeah, I said low 80s to mid 70s. By the way, I'll tell you this, I guess, off the pod, but I do have some news on Bethany. I'm going through Twitter right now, and I guess let's see now. Malinkovich is done. 
Oh, yeah. I just to that. randomly yep. throw that in. And apparently yep. Kyrie Mayfield is their all-time leading scorer now. Really? Which, yeah, like, how is that even possible? And he could be back for the extra he, year. Well, and he's missed so many games, too. It's like, I that's know. pretty impressive when you think about it. But anyways, impressive. to get back to the topic on hand. Yep. No, I continuing to where I was at, you have low 80s to mid 70s. Yeah, I mean, can the Eagles go over 90 again? I kind of feel like their offense is clicking at such a high level. I think it's a little more high scoring. I'm going to go 87, 84. Crown has a heave at the buzzer that's off the mark. And Northwestern survives hmm. and cuts down the nets in the air. That would be center. something. And Cade puts up at least 25-plus, but it's not enough. Because honestly, Wyatt, with some of the stuff he was doing in that game and what I've seen throughout stretches this season, sometimes it feels like the crown offense and him just being a little off is really the only thing that can slow him down. I mean, he's so tough to stop. But like you've been saying, if there's anyone who can do it, is it Kyle? To not stop him, but to slow him down enough. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it is. And I'm just excited to watch this guy in person, as I am Northwestern in general. I mean, I've seen the games on the video. I've watched the replays, the highlights. Seeing it in person is a whole nother Absolutely. Deal, you forgot what the Erickson Center looks like, feels like, smells no, like, sounds like. I haven't <laughs> been. I don't. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've been back in there since we had our poster hung up there in the uh, main lobby. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Is that emotional? It's, it's been a very long time. Let's just put it that way. Since I've been been in the Erickson Center, so uh, there's a lot uh, of people are going to be coming back as well. Former players that I know are going to be there, and I'm going to know I some crown people as well. Our crown source that's helped us out all year long may be grabbing a headset at halftime again, like we did in the first game. He knows really? plenty about Northwestern and plenty about Crown as well. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have it covered pregame. Halftime, post game, during the game, all of it. Again, Eagle Sports Network. Hope you can join us for that one Sunday afternoon. If you can't make it out to the Erickson Center, we're going to do our best to make it a high quality production and hopefully something that you, the fans, can enjoy at home. So that's that's my final plug for that. What a season! Let's crown two champions on Sunday. Let's do it. What a ride it's been, Ryan. Yes. Take take us out. As always, folks, we're headed down the stretch. We still got some more work to do, though. Even though we're nearing the end, we want to finish strong. All that being said, we'd love to hear from you if you'd like to get in touch with us. U-A-O, the UMAC at gmail.com. The inbox is open. If you want to slide into those DMs, they are always open as well on Twitter. Search unlike any other U- unlike any other the UMAC or at U-A-O, the UMAC at gmail.com. Semifinal Friday night was pretty special. We hope somehow, some way, that Championship Sunday can somehow top it as we will next be joining you with an instant reaction after two squads cut down the nets. Will it be the Cougars or the Rams? And will it be the Eagles or the Storm? Only time will tell, and we can't wait to talk about it all and break it down on the next edition of Unlike any other the UMAC.